0: What's your favorite scary movie? Be afraid Be very afraid You're gonna need a bigger boat Here's Johnny The power of Christ compels you The power of Christ compels you Whatever you do, don't fall asleep Welcome to Talking Horror with Jamie and Nikisha Hi, I'm Jamie. And I'm Nikisha, and this is Talking Horror with Jamie. And Nikisha. Where we share our love for spooky, spook things and talk horror through the lens of human behavior. Welcome, everyone.
1: Welcome.
0: <laughs> like I feel hadn't done that in a while, so I just wanted to throw air horns <laughs> out there for you guys today. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's party. More oh, rich. God. Because <laughs> you can't, can't, can't. Because you can 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 <laughs> Well, we can talk about Renfield because that is what we are discussing today. The 2023 comedy horror film. Woohoo Renfield,
2: this is Codependency One O one. A narcissist will take full advantage of a codependent's low self esteem, but. You're the one with the real power. and all you got to do. Is take it back.
0: How do I do that? Focus on your needs. I mean, I just haven't thought about any of my needs in years. But if you were to stop focusing on his needs, what would happen? If I don't...
2: Yeah, what would what? happen? Stop focusing on his needs, what would happen?
0: He won't grow to full power. He exactly. <laughs>
2: he won't grow to full power. What? That's so weird. Why would you phrase it like that? But yes, he's right.
0: So this particular movie, Renfield, was directed and produced by Alan Chris McKay, and it was written by Ryan Ridley. Of course, it was inspired by the characters from the novel Dracula. And this movie stars Nicholas Holt, Aquafina. Oh my God, it's John Ralphio, guys! <laughs> Adrian Martinez, Shore, Akdashlu, and Nicholas Cage as the titular character Dracula. Woo, 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 woo. Such a woo, fun time! Woo, woo, woo. Which is so funny because I've been seeing on TikTok since Renfield or even when the previews were coming out of Nicolas Cage in another movie, I guess from the eighties or nineties that he was a vampire or dressed up as a vampire or something. Do y'all know what I'm talking about? Have y'all seen that? There was uh, another like Vampire's Nicolas...
1: Kiss or something.
0: Maybe. Yeah. Another
1: um, Nicolas Cage vampire movie. Right. Bit.
0: Which I've never uh, seen. Did y'all have? I've see, never seen it, see it
1: either. Okay.
2: Yeah. I've seen, <clears throat> wait, which one?
0: Vampire
1: Kiss? Uh, Yeah,
2: I've never seen Vampire Kiss.
1: Vampires kiss.
2: I've never seen Vampires kiss.
0: Yeah. Well, apparently he's had um, extensive training in being uh, a vampire, so this was apparently
1: there's like really wild scenes in this movie, in in that one,
0: in in the Vampire's (laughs) kiss,
1: like Nick Cage, like being like top Nick Cagey.
0: I love it. Here for (laughs) it always. It's you know, it's a part of him. It is who he is. And we have all just learned to accept how campy that can be. So I'm here mm-hmm. for it. All things Nicholas Cage. So before we get into everything that is Renfield, producer Brian, do you have some words for us?
2: Sure. Hi, everybody. Uh, Producer Brian here. Thank you for listening. Uh, and if you are watching us on YouTube, hi, YouTube. Thank you so much for uh, joining us. We appreciate it. Um, you can <laughs> follow us elsewhere on social media like uh, TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter at Talk Horror Pod. So follow us there.
0: Follow Back us to you, Nick, there. The do it.
2: And also watch
0: us on the YouTube so that you can see Jamie winking at you. She (laughs) loves the wink. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Beautiful gowns. Okay, so obviously heavy spoilers for Renfield and maybe some talk about the actual Dracula novel because, I mean, I haven't read it, but maybe you guys have You want to share some insight on how this all connects with this Renfield. So spoilers for that. And Jamie, tell us all about those trigger warnings because it's a little gruesome
1: it is it is pretty gruesome there's there's quite a lot of insides on the outside i mean this is a vampire movie this is a dracula movie um so there is a lot of blood lots uh, of it a lot of it everywhere constantly just showering from the rooftops mm-hmm. um lots of limbs you know being ripped off being used then later as weapons um, mm-hmm. you know, heads exploding, eyes exploding, other, lots of explosions related to body parts and, 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 you know, dismemberments and attacks and things like that. Fair. Um, yeah, lots of, lots of vulnerable populations being attacked. Um, mm.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes. When we'll get all into that, because I'm so excited to hear your thoughts on that particular vulnerable group in those group therapy sessions. So what else have you guys watched this week, guys, before we we talk about Renfield? I heard you guys watched a couple of movies.
2: Yeah. We watched two found footage movies, um, that were kind of subpar. Oh no. (laughs) We watched, uh, afflicted. Afflicted is a 2013 found footage movie about two guys who are going on a trip around the world, and then once they get to Paris, um, something happens where one of them gets sick and chaos ensues. Um, That started off really great and then kind of just became a a movie we'd seen before. Mm. Um, It was really well made, like really well made. But then it just became wildly predictable and the characters' choices became... um, Not even believable for stupid choices, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah, Mm. for sure. For sure.
2: And Jamie, what did you think about Afflicted?
1: Yeah, no, I agree. I think that like, I I was like (laughs) verbally complaining (laughs) while watching it. Just, you know, I don't like it when people are like, are you okay? When people are clearly not okay. Like that's not helpful. It's just not helpful. And they're doing it constantly. The and like, they're like, <laughs> you should stop asking. He's not okay. He is no not okay. No one is okay.
2: Yes. <laughs> um, so that was fine. I, I, that okay. was, I know we're like being down on it a little bit, but it was really well made. And we had a good time for less than an hour and a half. Um, okay. So like not not bad, but not great. Um, and then we heard that Horror in the High Desert 2 Um, which recently came out, got really good, like fun reviews. Mm. So we decided to watch horror in the high desert. Uh, the first one, which came out, I believe in 2021, um, it was filmed during the pandemic, but it's basically like, uh, a horror documentary, a fake horror documentary, um, (laughs) talking about like the disappearance of this person who went hiking into the Nevada desert and was never heard from again. And mm-hmm. the whole movie feels like a dateline movie where it's recounting what happened from everybody, their feelings. They're trying to create a mystery. And then, um, and then, you know, you, you event, you go through kind of what happened um, to be totally honest. It was pretty boring. Uh, mm. um, the last 10 minutes are really fun, but t- last 10 minutes of a, does not a movie make. Um, uh, and you know, for, for better, it felt like a, um, it felt like a Dateline show because they keep repeating all the same exposition. They're trying to build all of this tension, but like in the, in the end, I don't really care. Even though the acting was very good, I feel like Mm -hmm. there could be really bad acting in like serious mockumentaries, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. This was totally believable. You kind of hated some of the characters, but they felt like real people who would act that way in certain situations. Okay. Uh, However, like, we kept pausing it, and we were just like, we're an hour in, and nothing has happened. You know, they just... I think they thought they were building tension better than they actually were. My -hmm. suggestion is I wish they had restructured the movie. I wish that we... So... Uh, minor spoilers, not crazy spoilers at the end of the movie, they discover his video footage. So we get to watch what happens to him and it's kind of freaky deaky and that 10 minutes is great. However, mm. we don't know that that's coming the whole time. I wish that the yes. movie had started setting up the expectation that we found the footage, and then you go back and this is what happened. This is, and then you build the tension to like what happened? How did we get here? What's the myth of the person? Uh, you know all of this stuff. Well, oh, we discovered this. We discovered that. Like. And then you get to the footage. I feel like that would have absolutely built me to that moment. But this one was just like, "Oh my gosh, just get there already! Stop talking!" Like yeah, it was-
1: I I was like having Brian clock. I was like, "Pause it. What's the time? <laughs> How have we still not gotten to like what like I, I I get it. Like they set the scene really well, but then they just kept setting the scene, and I was like, I, I'm. I am no longer engaged Aww. because, like, I I get I understand what you're trying to do. But then it just feels like I, I might as well be watching, like, a Dateline special. Like, I might as well be watching, like, a true crime, you know, like, one-hour thing unfold.
0: Right, right. Instead of just, like anticipating and and like something is going to happen but is it going to happen yeah well mm-hmm. oh, that's the worst
2: yeah it yeah. was just slow it wasn't a slow burn if that makes sense for sure mm-hmm. for sure um but uh we watched afflicted if you are interested we watched afflicted on showtime i think it's also on paramount plus and we watched mm-hmm. horror in the high desert on tubi and horror in the yes. high desert 2 is also on tubi I'm probably gonna watch it at some point. Um, Jamie's more than welcome to join me if she <laughs> wants to put up. It's but but it's it's also the first one is an hour and a half ish. The second one's like an hour to fifteen minutes. So like these mm-hmm. are like these aren't long, but th- the first one did feel a bit long because of oh it. My gosh. Go but yeah. yeah.
0: Well, yeah. Let us know if you continue on in that journey how how it goes. But Jamie seems like she's okay with what she saw and doesn't need to see anymore. We'll see. Wonderful. Well, let's get into it, guys, because I'm really curious to hear what you guys think of Renfield. Um, but before that, we need to have a two-minute plot summary. What's the plot? <laughs> and... Jamie is uh, feeling a little under the weather. Uh, so I volunteer Brian because I did it last time.
2: Oh, wow. I thought yeah. you were going to say. Wow.
1: Yeah. I, I honestly Brian, thought you Brian were going to say. Brian got
2: Yeah. I thought you were going to say, I just saw it, so I'll do it. But yeah, I guess I'll do it. Uh, okay. So, yeah. Someone time me. Let's do two minutes yeah, on let Renfield.
1: Me, let me get my not, uh, not calculator. Yeah. My not calculator. all right producer brian Mm -hmm. you have two minutes on the clock to tell us everything about this week's film renfield are you ready sure (laughs) and go
2: okay so renfield uh starts kind of with a flashback of uh how he became uh the servant to Dracula in black and white on kind of an ode to the old universal horror movies, which was awesome. Then we kind of end up in um, contemporary New Orleans. Uh, Dracula has been decimated uh, by light, so he's trying to rebuild his energy. And Renfield, played by Nicholas Holt, is his servant, bringing him blood to eat. Um, You know, Renfield feels awful after all of these years of bringing him like innocent people. So what he's decided to do is he's joined a codependency uh, group um, that uh, where he kind of finds out who the codependent, the evil codependent is, and that's who he feeds to Dracula. Um, So that kind of makes him feel a little bit better. Um, But then Renfield gets caught up in the local kind of gang uh, drug situation situation uh where he doesn't really know like like he just start. lots of crazy things start happening and then he meets a cop who he is really inspired by played by aquafina who really stands up for what she believes in um uh, they save each other from multiple situations um there's a pl- b plot line where aquafina's father was killed by this this uh, mafia group, um, that's where John Raffio is. And uh, essentially, Dracula decides that he gets to full health and he really wants to um, become like leader of the world and take over the world. So he joins the mafia group. And then Aquafina and Nicholas Holt as Renfield, uh, who, has, who has learned to kind of be more independent um, through Aquafina and through his codependency group, um, have to take out Dracula. Uh, and they do. Uh and uh there's a lot of other things that happen thematically in terms of codependency and toxic relationships, but that's basically Renfield and it's super bloody and fun. Woo-hoo! I
0: think
2: th- I think that was right, right?
0: Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> that's all th- I mean that's all that <clears throat> happened in it. So Let's get into it with our first segment of Likes and Gripes. And now our Likes and Gripes. So I'll start with this, um, just because I want to piggyback off of Ryan... Oh, you don't (laughs) have
2: to do the plot synopsis, but you can just start. Oh, I see how it is. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely.
0: I mean, it was because... I, I will redeem myself for my last plot summary one of these days, but today is not the day for that.
2: So <laughs> fair, fair, fair. Brian.
0: <laughs> uh, beautiful. But um, I wanted to just piggyback off of Brian with the black and white flashbacks because I really did enjoy that kind of synopsis of how we got to where we are now. Um, and it made me curious to actually go back and, either read the book or watch, you know, movies of of Dracula just to see how that all played out. Because I realized that I never, uh, I don't really know the story of Dracula and Renfield. And so it was really fun to kind of have that synopsis in there um, just so that you know where we are in the sure. moment. And I thought it was cool that it was in the black and white because it was something that happened so long ago and he has lived many, many lives and many, many of years. And now we're in the modern New Orleans. So I thought that was very fitting. Um, I love the idea too, of Renfield trying to find the abusers to feed because it makes him feel like he's, you know, not such a terrible person by being, you know, the, the, uh, liege, I guess, of this crazy person. Um so I really thought that was cool. Love that John Raphael was in this and that was a nice surprise because I want to say I did not see him in any of the trailers or anything. Did you guys know that he was in this movie?
2: I did because I okay. I've been doing all the trailer reactions on TikTok. Mm-hmm. Um gotcha. but I will be totally honest, I forgot. So when he showed up in the right. movie I was like, oh John Raffio yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah. Which is so good. I mean, I'm a Parks and Rec girl until I die. So, that in the movie theater, I actually probably audibly gasped when I saw.
2: Wait, Nikisha, do you prefer Parks and Rec over The Office?
0: Every day, all day, we'll die on that hill. Me too. Yes. Wow, guys, Me too. we yes. don't need to get into why you're wrong, <laughs> but like, whatever. Listen, I've tried. I've tried with The Office, but we won't get into it because that's a whole other discussion. But yes, fair, I'm fair. a Parks and
1: Rec That's a whole different podcast. Girl. That's Same. a whole different podcast. <laughs> agreed, agreed. Last wow,
0: many hours. Wow, I just
2: got really <laughs> overwhelmed with the idea of that type of a podcast. <laughs> yes. How do you even begin?
0: Like, How? wow? Well, we can't, we can't, no, we can't. We can't, sorry. <laughs> Back
2: to Renfield. <laughs> Back to Renfield.
0: Uh, yeah, so I, I thought the makeup in this was super great and all of the the blood and like Jamie said, with the trigger warnings, the limbs being used to hurt people. I thought that the fight scenes were really cool. Mm. And this movie seemed more, had more action sequences than I would have thought. I will say when I got into the theater, I didn't know really what to expect other than that this was just gonna be a comedy. Um, But I really enjoyed all of the action scenes more than anything else. Like all the fight scenes in the apartment, complex and uh all the you know Charlie's Angels matrix slow motion stuff in the restaurant fight scene was really cool as well. Um and I uh another thing I really did enjoy was Dracula's monologue of saying he was the victim because I feel like and we'll get into this with Brains that people do have kind of that mindset of you know uh turning things around on on people, Mm -hmm. especially as we have, as the movie has said Dracula is a narcissist, which I think is so funny in itself to place a label on some this uh, magical being sure. <laughs> as still being, uh, having a human quality of being a narcissist. So I thought that that was just hilarious and fun to navigate that through the story. Um, the x-ray kick, um, <laughs> oh. when Ben Shapiro is like oh. an X-ray Oh, my God.
1: Oh, my God. Yeah, that's my number one like about this
2: movie. Just to piggyback off of that, my number yes. one like about this movie is the, quote, bones fart kick.
0: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that's a great way yep. to put it. Yeah. It will now be known as the bones fart kick. 100%. Uh, Yes. I also did have a question because again, me not being familiar with the story of Dracula, is it a thing that he has to be welcomed in to walk into a space?
2: Yes. That's because, a, vampire okay. oh, a vampire thing. You have to be invited. Yeah, yeah. Which uh another like of mine, just because mm-hmm. you mentioned it, is yep. the um the the welcome mat that said welcome come in yes. was mm-hmm. truly I, I, I doubled over in, in laughter during the movie, for sure.
0: Genius. I mean, I'm just saying, Twilight didn't give me these rules, so I don't know. That's the only Twilight vampire changed the rules. Yeah, okay. I,
2: I would argue that Twilight is a um, outlier. As an outlier of basic vampire rules, it's garlic, gotcha. steaks, like not yes. like delicious steaks, but like in your heart. Yes. In um, the heart, yeah, yeah. You have to be sunlight. In, sunlight. You have to be invited yes. in um uh-huh. you don't see yourself in reflections sometimes you mm-hmm. don't see yourself in um pictures and stuff like that but definitely reflections mm-hmm. um
0: it's mm-hmm. mm-hmm. just
2: like high high level stuff uh just just in general um if you uh, nikisha i think you would really if you we get into parks and rack and stuff i actually think yeah, yeah. that you would pun intended die over um what we do in the shadows
0: oh okay mm. yes okay I have to look into that. I mean, it's that it always comes up like on my little streaming service, but I'll I'll look into watching that. It's a perfect half hour
2: before you go to bed type of thing where you can giggle a little bit and then go to sleep where it's not like (laughs) heavy brain work. But it's it's Mm -hmm. it's spooky. It's funny. It's clever. You really fall in love with the characters and it's vampire stuff. So, yeah,
0: we love a vampire. Uh, Yeah. And just to wrap up my likes and gripes for this. when they used Dracula's blood to revive all the people in the therapy group, and oh someone God. in the theater audibly just yelled, what? <laughs> <laughs> and I think that was the funniest thing because we were all thinking it. I mean, when it came back to the scene and they're all just sitting there, and I'm thinking, they all got ripped, like, ripped apart. Oh
2: my God, I was so and, sad during that sequence. I was like, I like these people.
0: Exactly. Yeah. But it was just such a shock to just see them and because you really are thinking like, how, Mm. how did you make all of this work? But it was just so funny that someone shared the sentiment (laughs) out loud because we all were like, yeah, girl, same. What just happened? Um, But overall, the movie, I mean, it was good. It was okay. I don't I don't think I had huge expectations of what it was going to be, especially because the trailer pretty much gave you like an idea of what the movie was going to be about in general sprinkled in with some extra, you know, therapy stuff, which was nice so that we could have a discussion about it. Mm -hmm.
2: Um, this was like a perfect talking horror movie in general. Exactly. Yeah.
0: Yes. But if it was just a movie, it wouldn't be a movie that I would go and see again. Like it's, it's basically like a one and done for me. Um, and because it, as much as I loved the gore and it was it felt more actiony than horror uh in in a lot of ways just because of how the sequences the action sequences set up which I did enjoy Mm -hmm. but then it's not like a horror to me it was just like a nice action movie that was cool to watch Mm -hmm. and it was fun and funny and uh but yeah it was it's like Brian like you said Brian it's definitely a good talking horror movie but for me it was just like okay it's cool (laughs) Mm -hmm. Jamie what about you
1: yeah, I agree with like a lot of what you said. I'm actually going to start with the thing you said at the end about the trailer mm-hmm. as like a gripe that I have. Like I'm I'm so tired of these trailers spoiling movies, especially some of the best lines from movies, like, even though I will say, I still laughed out loud at that line at the, at the self-help group, um, where he's like, yeah, don't let them grow the full power. Oh my God. That's so weird. Why do you (laughs) say it like that? It's still the funniest line in this movie. Even just saying it, you're all laughing Yeah. for those that aren't watching us on YouTube. You're all laughing. (laughs) It's funny, but like, you don't need to use your best material in the trailer. You don't need to reveal so much in the trailer it's just, I don't understand why in 20, in, in the year of Beyonce, 2023, we're still putting so much in the trailers. So that's a huge, that was a huge con for me. Um, I, you know, the other things that we got that like were surprising, like I agree with the beginning, the synopsis, but I think also, um, I also realized that like, I'm really, Similarly unfamiliar with the, the dark universe, the universal monster, like, you know, history and a lot of those older uh, like Dracula films and things like that. But I like that, you know, for folks that I'm sure are mega Dracula fans that they like got a taste for that at the beginning of this film, but more mm-hmm. importantly, which is what I think the point of this movie is, is like you get their relationship at the beginning of the film, which is what I would have wanted more of from this movie. Like this mm. movie's called Renfield. I otherwise like, aren't, am not really gonna care about this person Renfield, but every single scene with Renfield and Dracula together is excellent. And I just think that both Nicholas Holt and Nicholas Cage have great chemistry with one another. Um, That was another, that was a huge like like that I had. It's just like, they're working off, they're riffing off of each other really well. Um, I mean, we can go way more into Nicholas Cage in this film. He's excellent as Dracula, Mm -hmm. like truly a top performance in my opinion from Nick Cage. But like, he just eats up this role, you know, for for lack of a non-pun. Um yes. but like every scene where like his skin's falling apart, and like, oh my god, it's just like the makeup, but like it's really him. Like he is doing such an excellent job. But then when they are together, there is movie magic happening, and I really wish that there was way more of them together mm. versus Nicholas Holt and Aquafina together, who yeah. have Zero chemistry, and and I'm sure Brian will get into this with his gripes. I don't want to steal his thunder. No, it's okay. But, like, there was, like, like 20 different movie ideas that I feel like they left some of the seeds left over from that they did not continue with that it, it just didn't make sense. Like, there didn't need to be... a a love story between nicholas holt and aquafina which they did they then completely edit out like you know that's where it starts and then they it just takes it it takes a turn like totally but it was also unnecessary that's not the relationship that i'm coming to watch in a movie about dracula and renfield i'm looking for that relationship so i'm glad that they cut it but it shouldn't have been there in the first place and it's clear that they didn't really know how to like you know, bring her into the fold and like continue the story. So like there are still the elements of that. Um, So I won't go deep into the editing thing, but like, it it just like that, that made the movie feel so much longer and like Mm -hmm. confusing. Um, I just really wanted more of Renfield and Dracula together. That's, that's what I needed. Um, Another huge like, as Nikisha mentioned before, the gore in this movie is insane But it's, like, so over-the-top silly Mm -hmm. that it was more funny and entertaining um, because, it, I mean, like, the whole context of this movie, like, is not believable. But, like, I was still having a really great time, you know, when they're ripping limbs off and then using them to stab other people. Like, it was funny. I thought it was (laughs) hysterical. Um, I was cackling in the movie theater because it was just, like, it was so over-the-top of, like, the CG blood, like gooing and weird, weird, non, like it, it it didn't respond to gravity, but I was like, I was like, you know what, whatever, this is the movie that I came, like, that's the only expectation that I had was like, it's going to be a weird gore fest and, Mm -hmm. and that's okay. I'm into that. So I feel like it gave me more or less what I wanted. I didn't need it to be like, you know, better quality gore. Because it was just about being over the top, so like that was fine for me. And then you still get like the really good practical stuff of again like mm-hmm. Renfield's like decomposed body slowly regaining skin and becoming back to his like yes. form. So like they they do pay attention to the details in other places where I do think it's important. Um, so I I just I think that the gore is like its own point. Um, yeah. and I also I love that X-ray kick. I I think I cried laughing so hard. I just was not expecting that at all. Um all. We,
2: uh, We're now calling it the Bones fart kick here on Talking R. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'm mean, gonna have a coughing fit. Um yeah, the bones <laughs> fart kick was fart. Mm-hmm. so good. Um, and I I I also like didn't remember that Ben Schwartz was in this. I really liked him in this. I mm-hmm. feel like there's more that he could have done, but like he has his moments of riffing that I think are are pretty funny and clever. Um, I, I don't really understand his mom in this movie at all. And then Aquafina, I don't know, I have really mixed feelings about Aquafina in general. In
0: general, yep.
1: <sighs> but yeah. I I feel like she was. Was really poorly utilized in this movie. Also, like I, I wish that there something that really took me out of it. This is totally random but she had really awful posture in one scene, which made me feel very self-conscious about my own posture. But like, I wish that somebody would have like checked that and been like, Hey, can you like, you know, just, like lean your yeah. head back a little bit. If you're
2: finishing a top of your class <laughs> yeah. in like police academy that they mentioned, like, I just don't believe that she wouldn't have a more, um, like a body language that like conveyed um like
1: presence of body yeah yeah
2: confidence or or something like it was this weird juxtaposition where she was like she was like hunched over like trying not to like be herself but also standing up to like the mafia at the The same time yeah Yeah, it was very weird yeah there was
1: like weird tension between these like two personalities that didn't quite make sense so like That just, that like took me out of it. It was weird. But yeah, I agree, Brian. I think that's like part of why I was like, why? I don't understand this version of you. And then the sister thing, like felt totally unnecessary. So there's just like, there's a lot going on in this movie, but at its core, this relationship between Renfield and Dracula and them just, you know, bloodying up everybody around them. Like if if you want that, like you will get that. You'll get a lot Mm -hmm. of other stuff, but you will get that.
0: Yeah. That's great. Totally agree. Like, I didn't even mention Aquafina or the sister thing because it wasn't relevant. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, what
1: what does this have to do with anything? I like don't even care.
0: I don't. I don't even care. And it's you know, because Aquafina, I guess, is the comedy person or like the comedy side character or sidekick. But you had two. Exactly. So the thing is, is like, why would you bring her in or this character in because you already have you've already filled that slot of like the kooky sidekick or whatever the case may be. And then you want to add her into it. And it just, is like a hat on top of a hat on top of a hat. Like you don't need it, you know? Yeah. yeah. But that's too many hats. It's that too many
1: hats. Far too many hats. You don't need it. No, you only need <laughs> take, one take hat.
2: Sometimes you don't even need a hat. It's just nice to get like, you know, put a little bit of sunscreen on and you don't need the Spun hat. On your head. Yeah. Yes.
0: Mm-hmm. Totally. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> (laughs) Fantastic. Brian, do you want to continue on with our likes and gripes? Sure. I'll go
2: quickly. I'm going to start with my gripes um, because Mm -hmm. I will just preface this with despite all of the gripes I'm about to go through and it might like get me passionate about this movie, I had a great time. Like for an hour and a half, Jamie and I had an absolute blast. But I agree with you, Nikisha. Mm -hmm. Like this is a one and done for me. Um, Yeah. But like um, I had a really fun time sitting there for an hour and a half. And actually, I liked the movie a lot like the day afterwards but the more i i the more i got further away from my viewing experience the more all of these gripes crept into my head if that makes sense so um yeah. mm-hmm. here's some of my gripes i completely agree with jamie that we just needed more dracula renfield combination that's where the that's where the movie was great um um it, it also if you're gonna take place in new orleans Feature New Orleans more. This could have been anywhere. Oh my place God. Yeah. What a
1: waste of a location. Yeah.
2: Like it was f- the only thing that was really New Orleans was that restaurant, but like that could have been a New mm-hmm. Orleans themed restaurant in any city. Um,
0: so <laughs> that I mean, was. I even mean, like Cafe, like they say, yeah, we're meeting at Cafe Dumont, and it doesn't even like. Show, Show me a beignet. Yeah. Show. Uh, I want beignets.
1: Yeah,
2: I also don't even think that, like, that exterior was like maybe they rebuilt it since I've been there, but like, Camping Dumont, it no, ma- like it. no, it's like under a tent, or at least the original one. <laughs> um yeah so you have so you have that stuff that that actually bothered me a lot like use new orleans nicholas cage loves new orleans he lives there he bought plot he has a weird yeah he,
1: doesn't he have that weird uh uh pyramid place that he wants to be buried the, yeah, the, yeah pyramid the pyramid plot
2: pyramid. Uh, anyway mm-hmm. um so there's that we visited we, it. Did it. It was, we went to new it new orleans is awesome like if you've never been you know go, go. Uh, yeah that's it
1: great food
2: great spooky oh, tours place. we, we weird, did a lot of spooky tours. weird cemeteries tours,
1: yeah. Yeah. Oh, we yeah, did you got into the cemetery,
0: too. You have to do Cemetery
2: Terrorists. They're yeah. wonderful. <laughs> yeah. They're wonderful, yeah. Um, okay, so um, I also think that this movie feels like it was written to death. Rewritten to death, excuse me. Like, because it feels like at one point it was written where, like, Renfield actually falls in love with this cop character. And, like, they get, you know, and, like, that's, like, and, like, that's fine if the characters had chemistry. But you could see that they had to cut things, like, at the end. <laughs> and...
1: Can I interrupt you really quickly? Sure. This movie not only feels like that, but it feels like it was written like like 10 years ago. Yeah. That's- the mm. ska joke. Yeah. That like big ska joke. I was like, what is the point of this? Like who, who's going to find this funny? I found it funny because as a middle schooler, like my town loved ska. Yes. So like I thought it was really funny, but like. Who, who it's is me? No one else is me. Also, this doesn't make any sense. Yes. Why is this
2: funny? And a Ska joke in New Orleans felt like it didn't make sense. Yeah. I mean, I guess you could have framed it better where like, oh, New Orleans, people from New Orleans are like offended by Ska, but like I never got that feeling from it. I don't know. They, no. I agree with you completely. No. Yeah. Um, that was it. No, no, totally true. Um, I Jamie mentioned it introducing a lot of ideas that never materialized. They kept talking about how he left his daughter and wife. You know, back in the day, I was just surprised we never got a plot line where he's like, oh, I'm going to go find my daughter or like or at least have some side of, or, or not daughter. But it would be like great, great, great granddaughter or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, also, like just the love interest in general. And there were some other things that they had mentioned, the mafia mentioned along the way that like that they didn't materialize, which I thought was weird. Um, or yeah, or at least it wasn't used thematically enough for I me mean, not to think it was a plot point. Um, and then I think that this movie it's, this is a, this is a like and a gripe. I think this movie's pacing is too fast. I think that the like is that like it moved, it clipped. Like we got to an hour and a half. The gripe is it never gave you time as an audience member to breathe. It never let Mm. character moments land. It never let jokes at the end of scenes land. Um, So like it was like Aquafina joke, cut to next scene. Renfield joke, cut to next scene as opposed to like, (laughs) okay, now I'm into it. It's kind of like a musical not letting you clap after a song um, you know, you but you know what I mean? <laughs> kind of like,
0: how, how dare, dare they? You
2: can't? Yeah, but, but I mean, sometimes you have to, because the idea is you don't no. want to clap there, but like, yes. I, like it's, it's, it's like when it's done like maliciously in some ways. Um, Yes, so, <laughs> I love I, it. Um, I thought that some of the action was hard to follow, and I think this was edited weird um, in some places. In other places, it was very clear. Um, so it was just it just depended on the moment. I thought it was a little slow in the middle, um, in general. Um, I think it was just a lot of like plot here go, everyone goes here, everyone goes there, everyone goes here, everyone goes there, and then you get to some gore, and you're like, cool, okay, I, I'm I'm in for the gore, which was great. <laughs> um, and then my number one. Oh, I agree with Jamie. I call this trailer failure um, where like the the trailer just like it's the trailer should set tone, not tell me everything about the movie. But this one kind of did. Um, And uh, if you noticed in the credit sequence, they showed like uh, screenshots, like freeze frames of the movie. Um, there seemed like there was a musical number, a dancing number in there. Nicholas Holt was like in like, you know, like jeté position and whatnot. It was just like, it was super weird. Uh, he recently released on his Twitter and his social media. There was a cut musical scene, um, after he kills everybody and saves Aquafina in the, um, in that restaurant at the beginning, um, uh, Jackie Wilson's higher uh, your love keeps me lift your love keeps lifting me higher and higher plays while he does like big dance number in the middle of like one of the <laughs> New Orleans streets which I would have liked in the movie because I I I think that would have been funny and enjoyable yes but in hindsight because they had no chemistry and they didn't end up as a couple together it doesn't make sense that he would do this like big love dance so to me that goes right. to show you that the editor tried their best <laughs> to try and get rid of all the love stuff without having to do reshoots. Um so so that was that was a gripe uh in general cuz I wanted it. Yeah. But it's also a like because like they knew what they were doing. Uh quickly
1: my- Was it a good dance sequence? Yeah, it was super
2: watched? fun. Absolutely. And then he like shakes his head and he's like, "Oh, no one was actually dancing with me. Oh well, I'll just keep walking." Mm. Um but i thought the movie was fun i thought it was really funny and clever in places i thought the performance i thought weirdly no this is a movie that you would think that everyone phoned it in i don't think anybody phoned it into this one maybe Mm -hmm. aquafina but i don't think that's her fault i think she was said i think she was put in a position to not succeed i don't blame her at all exactly um yes uh, i think that the camp in this movie is spectacular i love that we talked about this honoring the universal monsters i like how over the head this was with its thematic elements I like that it didn't – it wasn't, like, subtly trying to do it. It just – it was in your face completely, like, I'm totally fine with that. Um, You know, dependability, inner strength, inspiration, support, toxic relationship, toxic relationships, you know, bone fart, uh, bone fart, (laughs) um, bone fart kick,
0: (laughs) bone
2: fart kick yeah obviously
1: it makes me laugh every time Um, but to me the
2: number one like of this movie oh another gripe is that um ash dashalu i'm I'm so sorry i'm butchering her name um she's an amazing actress Mm actress she she, she's got done dirty in this movie she doesn't do anything she stands there she's so much better than the material they gave her um yes
1: yeah uh, and I kept expecting something bigger to happen with her, and then it never did. But, Nothing. like, ugh. yeah.
2: But my number one like of this movie by far leaps and bounds is not Nicholas Cage's Dracula is not how lovely he, uh, Nicholas Holt was as Renfield. It is Brandon Scott Jones, as Jamie mentioned as, uh, the support group leader. He made yeah. me laugh every single time. Um, the clip that I usually put in episodes in, um, in the audio version of our episodes, like absolutely the biggest episode put that the, um, like that's just that. I think that's my favorite moment from the movie. <laughs> and, truthfully right now the two the two movie moments that have to do with like dialogue or something at the top of my list for 2023 are this one and um Megan singing titanium like
0: yeah. <laughs>
2: just always give me those like, good feels for whatever reasons but uh um, absolutely and I don't have any quotes because I I just didn't write anything down, but um, just really the bone fart kick. You cake. don't have
0: I am enough.
2: I am Ryan. enough. I am enough. Bone I fart kick. enough. Yeah.
0: And bone fart <laughs> kick. <laughs> Beautiful. Well, speaking oh, about I am enough, let's get into this mental health with our mm, brains section. <laughs>
1: brains.
0: Mm, tasty. So, yeah. I mean, it was <laughs> just the whole group therapy session in general just because you could feel the support from the group leader as well as him just being comedically his comedic timing was just wonderful um it was just nice to see that kind of support but like brian said the themes in here were um you know they scream them in your face and they always talk about these two words codependence and narcissist. so Jamie, let's define these terms. And I would love your opinion on how these were portrayed in the movie. If you thought that they did a good job portraying the dynamics of a codependent and a narcissist relationship.
1: Yeah. So I think what they are trying to get at is that characteristics of like code. So I'm going to separate the person from the thing because I pay attention to language. And I didn't say this as a gripe because I know we're going to talk about this right now, but I don't like that they call the, the self-help group, like they call themselves Yeah. because hmm. I feel like, like people are not the, are not like their, you know, mental illnesses or like th- those kinds of things. Like people experience these things, like people have anxiety, but like, I'm not going to Maybe I will say I'm an anxious person, but, or like Mm -hmm. that my anxiety defines me. Like, so I, I have a problem with like the, like they are codependent. So I'm going to say characteristics of people who might have codependent characteristics, whatever, Mm -hmm. um, this like sense of responsibility for others. Like it's like very people pleasery, um, like, but like to the extreme, I mean, people pleasing already isn't necessarily the best or the most healthy because it is doing things for others to like prioritize others needs over your own, which Mm -hmm. I think is also what's at this at the core. Um, And just like it then creates this unhealthy dependence on someone else. I think the fear and like anxiety about uh, being alone is then fueling like being in this relationship dynamic Mm. that is not healthy um, to avoid being abandoned um, this like extreme need for approval, um, you know, feeling guilty if they tried to like set the boundary or advocate for themselves in any way. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think those are, are some of the, the themes that we also like see in the movie with Renfield too.
0: Do you think, sorry to interrupt mm-hmm. you, but do you think that codependence, um, kind of would naturally fall into relationships with narcissists? Like, are they more likely to be in a relationship with a narcissist because of how they operate?
1: That's a great question. I think that this is why I separate the person from, like, the characteristics because I think that, like, I think it depends. Like, I I think there are so many different factors that play into, like – because on the – like, so – let me say what a narcissist is first Yes, yes. Um, or what narcissistic. See, I just did it myself. I got to catch myself. Mm. Um, it's all about the unlearning folks, but narcissistic characteristics, um, is like this high, like very high ego, inflated sense of self. Um, they want like attention from other people and, and have very low empathy and compassion for others. But at the very core, like there's so many layers of that that you're getting at the Mm -hmm. very core, which often you might never see is this like extreme low self-worth. That's what fuels Mm. seeking like attention from others and this inflated sense of self. It's actually at its core, um, like can't handle criticism, um, and, and, you know, don't feel that self-worth, um, yeah. Um, So in terms of like a relationship dynamic, I think that I mean, I think that there's folks who like you know, fear abandonment who might be might have a more like anxious attachment style. So like we've talked about attachment styles before. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, folks who feel maybe very insecure in relationships who might pour a lot of themselves into a relationship because of that fear of abandonment. And then if their partner potentially has narcissistic characteristics that then can pose this like really unhealthy relationship dynamic where like there's this power imbalance. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's, that's where I think like it can be really harmful. And like, I I think that, you know, folks who maybe are more self-aware and like have been doing work on themselves might even be aware of these characteristics and, and try to like, be mindful of them, both the person who might like be more, have a more anxious attachment and like their partner potentially. So like, I think that it's possible for somebody to be, you know, to have codependent characteristics and then Mm -hmm. like still pursue healthy relationships. Um, Of course. Yeah. But I think that like, there certainly are people that take advantage and um, not even necessarily folks who have narcissistic characteristics but just like in general okay. um because like you know who who wouldn't want and I don't mean this in like a mean way but like you know if you have a partner who's like constantly self-sacrificing it's like sometimes that feels good but like you have to also recognize this pattern this like this moment where it's like going beyond and it's like you're you're doing too much like I'm not the most important person in your life. Like you have to be the most important person in your
0: life. Mm-hmm. And like
1: when, when it feels like the other person is taking up so much space, like what is the, what is your like check for that? Like how do you pause and be like, Oh, I'm, I've like poured myself into this other person, but like I'm not spending enough time on myself.
0: Right. Exactly. Cause you need that um, space.
1: <laughs> yeah. But what I really think is what's ha- So like, that's that. Mm-hmm. I think that, I, I, I'm very curious on like what their ideas were at the core of this movie, because like, it's clear that that's the really, that like, it's, you know, Renfield is, is initially being portrayed as this person who's like putting all of his energy into somebody else. And then Dracula is, you know, a narcissist with a huge ego and like is so, but I don't, I mean, I don't think that, yeah, I think he's a narcissist anyway. Um yes. But it's like, obviously, Renfield's being taken advantage of in many ways for a lot of different reasons. But I think that my problem is like what I see in this support group is it's less about I think it's just like abusive relationships at its core. And I don't know why they like didn't want to talk about it from that perspective. Mm. I feel like it's Mm. weird to frame it as like codependency. I w- that like confused me. Like that's why I'm like, what was what was the point? Like obviously the point of this movie is to showcase this relationship between the two. Yes. But it's like, how do you then like bring this to contemporary times and like what's the point that you're trying to achieve? And I that was my biggest question of like, why are they calling it codependent support group? Why, why aren't they calling it like, you know, like survivors of like of abuse? You know, Yeah, it just, I thought Mm -hmm. that was weird. And I was like, maybe they don't want it to be too focused on abuse because like that might turn people away and then they might not want to see the movie. And so maybe this was their way of like, Mm. you know, branching out to the most amount of people like audience Mm -hmm. wise who would be interested. But I just found it and I get it again because the point is that like, it's, it's talking about the relationship, but you can still talk about, because there's so many different relationships that people were clearly bringing into that group. Yes. And because their relationship, like Renfield and Dracula's, is unique. They don't have a romantic relationship. Sure. So right. like, but there's other forms of like abuse and power and control that are being exerted within their relationship dynamic that you can still talk about. And I felt like the codependent thing didn't quite make sense because at, at later on, when it's like we'll talk about like Dracula saying that he's the victim, but mm-hmm. like, you know when when Renfield himself is like reflecting on abandoning his family and like doing things because he selfishly wanted these things, then it feels like it undermines the the point that he joined this like codependency support group because yeah. now you're just like, oh, you pursued these things anyway. It's not just about the relationship with Dracula. But like you like you wanted things you actually wanted to take advantage of Dracula, not knowing that he was a vampire. But like that was your goal was to, you know, to make some quick and easy money because like you wanted it. Then you abandoned your family to like continue to pursue this goal of, of power. But like that doesn't really have anything to do with codependency mm-hmm. I don't know mm-hmm. did I am I going on a on a tangent well, but like no there's something about it that doesn't quite make sense to sure me. I but can't this is I don't
2: know the answer to this but can't codependency also not necessarily have to be a negative thing like can't you be codependent on someone else but like it's consensual and you're like totally okay with the fact that you rely on somebody else and they rely on you you know what I mean like or no am I totally mis, misconstruing the meaning behind that
1: um, I mean, I think that like, um, I think that like from a clinical perspective, codependency is seen as a negative okay. thing. I think that like, you're talking generally about like
0: a healthy relationship. Yeah. 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 Like
1: there can be there, like certainly like a healthy relationship where like people are, are, have like a positive sense of self and self-worth and aren't looking externally to, to, you know, feel That sense of value, like they can still depend on a partner and, and like that's based in mutual trust, Mm -hmm. mutual vulnerability. It's not... Like it's not one sided or mm-hmm. or like emotionally abusive where it's like, oh now I have this power over you because like you asked me for help and like you need me mm-hmm. and like you have to rely on me. It's like no, like there's this mutual respect where it's like, of course you can you can rely on me for this, but like that's just normal because I, I love you and I care about you and like I want you to be able to trust me and lean on me when you need to, mm-hmm. but not not in like a not in a manipulative way.
0: Sure. Um, right, and not in just a one-sided way. It's always just going to be the both of you putting forth a mutual effort as opposed to just codependency as one it kind of is doing it's more like than just like a the power imbalance yes. in a yeah. relationship. Um, yeah.
2: Before we switch over to that amazing Renfield um, Dracula scene that we'll talk about in terms of victim flipping or whatever the definition of that is, I have a question. I just wanted to say something quickly that I related to this movie the way that I jumped into this movie and relating to it (laughs) is not through like a codependency thing or not that to me, this movie screamed work life balance. And like, in terms of like, he lost his family because he spent too much time at work in terms of like an underlying theme. um, You -hmm. know, he wasn't able to separate like his home life, just like, having a nice like bright interior with a fun welcome mat with like the demands of his boss and the boss Mm -hmm. having Mm -hmm. no boundaries and and him wanting boundaries that's where i so then the codependency stuff always was a little bit like weird to me because even though like yes Mm -hmm. that seeps in absolutely because he gave him the power because he really can't Mm -hmm. escape from it but right. I kind of jumped in at it from a, oh, I understand like managing your work life balance is like a really hard thing in the contemporary world, especially because we have our phones on us all the time. Like Dracula can literally see into his mind where he is and stuff like that. So like that's kind of like checking your email in some ways in a crazy way. Like I, that's how I related to it. And 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 so um the, oh, the codependency thing also just like was a little bit shaky for me in general, but, um, not, Mm -hmm. you know, and you could still have a toxic relationship with your boss without it being codependent.
1: Even I, I, I would have, I think that people would have related to this movie if they called it like a toxic relationship support group, because everyone has had toxic relationships of all kinds. And you can then kind of like go from there, the codependency thing, something just like didn't quite click for me Um, but I think that you're right. I think that like, that's, that's a perfect, uh, like connection to what's going on is like, I mean, I think especially during the pandemic, that separation between work and personal is so much harder and like, Mm -hmm. you know, like being taken advantage of in a lot of ways, I think like folks have shared that and like, because what else are we doing? Right. It's Mm -hmm. like, oh, well, I know you're home and I know you're not doing anything. So you might as well just do more work.
0: Yeah. Right gosh no th- i mean that's a really so good, don't be
1: a bad boss don't be a we'll bad boss yell at you exactly
0: cool. but or <laughs> 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 well, dracula will come and you know and rip off face. all your limbs yes mm-hmm. uh well we've mentioned it so many times so let's get into it and that's the great scene between dracula and renfield when dracula is basically saying that renfield is not the victim dracula is the victim and then Renfield just pulls out the How to Talk to a Narcissist <laughs> book, <laughs> which I thought was hilarious. But my question to you, Jamie, is how would you approach that conversation if someone were to come at you and say that they are the victim when they're actually the narcissist? Like, How, how do you verbally combat that?
1: Yeah. I mean, I know we've talked about gaslighting before on the mm-hmm. podcast, but what a great example. Mm. Um, <laughs> That's my you know, that's my least favorite lighting. type
2: of lighting. Just to let everyone know, is gas <laughs> yeah, lighting. I like ring yeah. lights. I like except for the lights. really
1: nice ones. The really nice ones that are like outside of people's like lovely. Oh, bedrooms. like
2: gaslighting, do like oh, that gaslighting. Gaslighting is beautiful. Like it's probably very dangerous because like give the gas lines, but like it just feels so old timey as a it charm looks. to it. It's kind of like, to me, gas lights are kind of like the twinkle lights of the turn of the century. You know what I mean?
0: Oh, oh my god. I know you love a twinkle light. Uh, you got to put some in your parlor for your parlor room. Yes. Uh,
2: well, I wouldn't <laughs> want the gas lines going in there. Maybe on the outside and we'll put twinkle lights on the, on outside. the like where mm-hmm. the ceiling meets the walls and around. Anyway, sorry. I'm just mm-hmm. getting too much. H- into it. Yeah. <laughs> Beautiful. Sorry. Um, yes,
0: Jamie. Gaslighting. <laughs>
1: Gaslighting. Yeah. I mean, like, it's just another, it's just another tool to manipulate, um, Renfield. But I think also is like, you know, in the context of this codependent relationship, when one person then is like trying to take back their power, it's, it's like an affront to the abuser. So that's why he's able to frame like, oh, you're abandoning me. You're like leaving me without any food. You're leaving me Mm. as, as this affront because this is Renfield trying to take back his power from being like abused all these years. And he's framing the, you know, what otherwise are like very normal things that, that Renfield is doing to like separate and disentangle himself, uh, Dracula is framing as, as these negative things because ultimately like it is harming him because he's losing the person that he's been victimizing all this time. Mm. Um, So like he might be very well, like it's both manipulative, but also like because of his own perception of the relationship, he might be viewing himself as a victim, but Mm -hmm. it also sounds like he's just trying to be manipulative and use Renfield and the support group's language against Renfield to like then further guilt trip. As I mentioned, one of the characteristics, like feeling guilty when advocating for yourself and asserting yourself, like he's using this language to then make Renfield feel worse about going through the process of trying to, you know, like create his own life.
0: I mean, and that's just you saying that just all like, clicked in my brain because of course Dracula can like hear and see his thoughts. So the fact that Dracula could sit in those sessions to use that language against him like is it's messed up. Is really is really, really messed up. Yeah. To be able to kind of how I mean, in that situation, like what would be the best out, you know, to try I mean, I mean, against Dracula,
1: I don't know, but (laughs) it it, it really depends. It really depends on the relationship because like, it depends, like if this is a, if this is like intimate partner violence, like there's a lot of risk there. Like, and by risk, Mm -hmm. I mean like safety, like, you know, threat of death, um, in, in trying to leave and like, that's, that's very real. And so like, it's not as easy to say like, just leave, um, right. or even sure, to say sure. like, you know, that there's one definitive right way, one, one technique, if there isn't like the threat of imminent danger, um, that I really like, and I forget where I first heard about it. It, it may honestly be a TikTok, but, um, mm-hmm. it's called the gray rock method. Okay. And basically this is like the, this is the, um, antithesis to narcissistic traits where, The idea is that you deliberately act unengaged, uh, as unresponsive as you can, as boring as a gray rock. And like that, that disengagement is like, you're not feeding into what this like toxic person wants from you. And you're not like showing them the emotion. They won't get like that thrill out of like, you know, continuing to perpetuate harm and, and, you know, that could potentially diffuse that tension. But again, that's not like 100% of the time. It's not always safe to do so. Mm-hmm. You have to, you know, there are there's context involved. But like that is one tool that can work for like certain friendships or like even, you know, toxic relationships with coworkers, mm-hmm. um, family members, things like that. So it, it depends, but that's one.
0: Yeah. Are you talking about that TikTok? Well, there is a TikTok of old girl from uh, Fifty Shades of Grey. And there, it's a movie, I don't know what movie it is, but she's sitting there, they're like at a coffee table. And the framing was that he was a narcissist and saying like, I want to break up with you. And she's just like, okay. And mm-hmm. then he kind of goes off into this tangent because she's being so calm about everything. And that mm-hmm. just, you describing that just reminded me of that um, video circulating around, but just literally seeing like how this narcissist was falling apart because she was not engaging with him at all in mm-hmm. begging to for him to stay or even just showing kind of sadness for leaving. She was just, she was very calm and- yeah then he was just you know going crazy and, and yeah mm-hmm. absolutely so i think yeah. it's a great you said it's called the gr- the gray rock the
1: gray rock method, method. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. beautiful if you ever forget what you're supposed to do just remember be as boring as a gray rock but like you're just you're giving short uh like very short answers to questions mm-hmm. like you know no no emotions like you're just disconnected and like focusing on something. Else.
2: Geologists are deeply
1: offended by this.
0: <laughs> oh, God. Great rocks are not boring to them. <laughs>
1: <sighs> Sorry, geologists.
0: Beautiful. Well, yeah, that's great. I think you hit like a lot of great things uh, in this, in this section. So thank you for all of that wonderful information. Jamie is also has her own uh, therapist Instagram page. Jamie, share that with the people so they can see all of your <laughs> wonderful knowledge. She'd be sharing all the great things on there. Thank
1: you, thank you. That's a reminder that I need to uh, schedule my content for this week. Um, <laughs> I think it's at Jamie Steiner Therapy.
0: Jamie on Steiner Instagram. Therapy. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. Follow it. She posts lovely things, lovely reminders, uh, yeah, and if you need assistance on, you know, trying to find other therapists and, and such. Maybe Jamie could be your resource, so follow her page. Wonderful yeah. gowns, beautiful gowns. Grand, shall we go into the Rotten Tomatoes? It's the Rotten tomatoes
2: game. Yeah, let's do Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, what do you think this has on Rotten, Rotten Tomatoes? It Rot it up.
0: <laughs> Rot it up. I love that. Um, I want to say... Seventy. I'll go seventy. All
2: right, Jamie. Mm.
1: I'm gonna say sixty-four. Mm. All
2: right, this mo- you are both over. This movie has a fifty-six percent on Rotten Tomatoes, um, yeah. and the critics' consensus is: although it fails to take full advantage of its committed stars and killer premise, Renfield's batty horror comedy blend sinks in just enough to leave an impression. Okay. Um, however, right. the audience score is 79%, which feels more mm, okay. right. And the audience says, you'll enjoy Renfield more if you're ready for a lot of campy humor, but why else would you be watching a Nicolas Cage vampire movie?
0: Exactly. I think I I yeah. I. think I'm, exactly, exactly. I think I dig
2: that one a little bit more than the other one.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Cool. And the cast is great, but except for just the whole Aquafina thing. Yeah, it's that's a bummer. Yeah. Just, yeah, it's just a bummer. I think this movie
2: could have really been elevated had they cast that part a little bit more appropriately.
0: Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um,
1: or just didn't have to force like a lesson. Yeah, story. one or the other. I don't know why. Yeah. Totally. Like, right. Get over mm-hmm. it. That's not the point. That's not why we're here.
0: Yeah. Right. Don't need it. <laughs> All Grand. right.
2: Should we get into the four S's? Yes.
0: Yeah. Scope. Scare, shakes, and suggestions. The talking
1: horns, four S's. I almost forgot that we didn't do that
2: All right, the (laughs) the four S's Are skulls, scares, shakes And suggestions Um, Skulls is how much you think this How well you think this dealt with mental health And human behavior on a scale of 1 to 10 Scale of 1 to 10 for scares How scary was this And then 1 to 10 shakes How much will this stay with you Um, Is this a one and done uh, movie And then suggestions, what would you suggest with this movie Um, Nikisha, let's start with you
0: yeah. You know, I left my skulls blank because I wanted to hear what Jamie had to say <laughs> truly about, you know, how she felt about how this was portrayed and, and were the people peopling, um, especially in the therapy sessions with the language and yeah. how they approach the relationship. So I think after our conversation, I would give it a three, um, mm-hmm. mostly because of what Jamie was talking about with not calling it uh, codependency group. And it being just like a different dynamic, because, like, what is the goal here uh, of their relationship? So I'll give that a three. Scares, I'll give it a one. It wasn't scary, but it, the gore was fantastic. Um, and then Shanks, I'll, I'll give it a three as well. It's like I said before, a one and done, but a fun time I did have. Sure.
2: Jamie?
0: I don't know why I said <laughs> Do we like need that.
1: a new score for like, how, did you like this? Like,
2: <laughs> right, that's fair.
1: <laughs> yeah. Something I mean, to think yeah. about, yeah, we'll um first skulls, yeah, I gave it a four. I think that, like there were some it, it's confusing again because it because of the editing, but like I think at its core, there were a lot of people doing like, you know, general people. I think that Renfield and Dracula are like both, you know, acting how I feel like they would act for the most part. Some moments, mm. not so much, but mm-hmm. um not terribly so. for scares. I gave it a two, it's not like jump scary, but I, you know, I gave it those points for, uh, each limb that was then like used <laughs> to up. attack people oh, with yes. um,
2: to stab. Off and then yes. to
1: stab or the yeah. head
2: being punched mm-hmm. off um, at the beginning.
1: <clears throat> yeah. Oh, but really nothing beats uh, bone fart. Kid. Right.
2: Absolutely. Nothing. Very important. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: Um, for shakes, I'm giving this a three. I'm squinting because I don't know if I want to keep it at a three, but I think I'm going to give it a three. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm still thinking about it mostly because I've been thinking about it in anticipation of recording this episode, but like, I don't know. It's not, it's not, I don't think it's really going to like stand out forever in my brain. And, Mm -hmm. and, but I also don't know if I'll ever like want to watch this again. Maybe I will. I don't know. For now, it's a one and done, but maybe I'll change my mind in the future.
2: Yeah, sure. Um, I gave this a five for Skulls because I think it starts a good amount of conversation, but I don't think it goes past the halfway point because of all the things we talked about. Um, Scares, I gave it a two for the exact same reasons as you all and then shakes i also gave it a five i'm also i'm also more casual with my shakes number than everyone else here but um (laughs) i gave it a five because at its core i will remember the two lead performances and uh, you know this this portrayal of dracula is crazy fun i think he's a good Renfield. i'll forget the movie maybe but i won't forget the performances the plot i mean but i won't forget the performances um so i'm gonna go with a five there um but again i really enjoyed this i had a great time in the movie theater i think that also helps that five too. Um, mm-hmm. um cool suggestions. Um I'm gonna start uh mm. watch 1931's Dracula. That's it. Mm. Yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um I haven't seen this movie. I'm I wonder if you guys have seen it. Dark Shadows with Johnny oh, Depp. It's
2: terrible. Oh, oh it's yeah. terrible. Yeah.
0: Great. It's I was just trying to find good. funny, you know vampire-y oh, so, things. Perfect,
2: uh, Nikisha. Watch the "What We Do in the Shadows" movie,
0: <laughs> and
2: then watch the TV show. So I'm I'm gifting you "What We Do in the Shadows."
0: <laughs> Great, I will take it. That'll be that'll be my suggestion. Jamie, what about you?
1: Um, I went. I, I mean, I I stayed in the Vampire Lane, uh, mm-hmm. but different direction. Woo woo. I'm the conductor, baby. Um, mm-hmm. I I have two. Um, The Lost Boys only because uh, we passed a skate park recently in near our home and I was like oh this reminds me of like some kind of like late 80s like dingy vibe and Mm. and Brian was like oh The Lost Boys and I was like yep and now that's all I've been thinking about (laughs) Uh, and then Let the Right One In for an Mm. excellent, excellent excellent vampire movie. it's It's not in English, but do not confuse this with the English language shot for shot remake of Let me in I think is what it's called, yeah, um, which is not it's fine, but the o g one is so much better, yeah,
2: also Bram Stoker's Dracula, the one by Francis Ford Coppola from the early nineties with Gary mm. um that's another good uh uh vampire Dracula yarn
0: nice fantastic well i think that wraps up our episode of renfield you can find us follow us on all the social medias at talk horror pod pod on the instagram on the twitter on the tiktok so many things happening on the tiktok guys thank you for all the follows tell your friends so they can follow us as well and Brian where can they listen to us yeah
2: you can listen to us wherever you listen to your podcasts obviously you can find us on YouTube but if you just want us in your earballs, balls um, you can absolutely find <laughs> us on things like Spotify like Stitcher and of course um, you can find us on Apple Podcasts rate and review us there five stars please and thank
0: and you thank you <laughs> one more time
1: <laughs> no, nah, that's, that's a one-time
0: one. No! <laughs> I think the only way we can sign off is just, like, hashtag never forget Bone Fart Kick. Yeah, Bone Fart Kick. <laughs> bone Fart Kick. <laughs> that's yeah. all we got. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Bye! 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 Bye!